Welcome to Bare Roots, the podcast that unearths the truth. Allegedly. We're your hosts. I'm Alina. And I'm Shannon. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Bare Roots. Today's episode, we are talking about the earth and specifically, is the earth flat? I feel like this is a conspiracy theory that has recently caught some attraction by people. And we're here to talk about why people think that the earth may be flat and also see, you know, is it true? Is it not true? Can we debunk it? We're going to talk all about it. And I also think it's just funny because having a conspiracy theory podcast, I feel like people may call us quote unquote flat earthers, but really we're just diving into a topic. We're just researching. We're understanding what these people are talking about. And that's what we're here to do. We're here to bring awareness and figure it all out. So Shannon, how are you doing today? How do you feel about today's episode? So today's episode, I feel it's kind of the epitome of conspiracy theories almost. Mm-hmm. It's like the, I mean, I guess there's an argument that all conspiracy theories are a little, not spooky, a little kooky. Kooky. <laughs> kooky (laughs) but this is probably one of the top kookiest ones I would say this and like the lizard people which we haven't done yet that's kind of in my mind the top two kookiest conspiracy theories I agree yeah so I feel like for today's episode we just need everyone to have their tinfoil hats on and then you know we can figure it out where do we land overall right we can swiftly take them off at the end but start with them on Exactly, exactly. So it's like, what are people talking about? When people say they're flat earthers or they believe in the world's flat, why? So today we're going to really dive into not just, oh, you know, we think that the world is flat for those flat earthers. We're going to see, okay, like, could they have some evidence to back up their claims? Right. And today it was a little bit hard to figure out how to lay out the episode on the on the record because you know kind of on the record is that the (laughs) globe is a sphere or the earth is a sphere because it's a globe um (laughs) so our on the record today will be kind of like the evolution of the flat earth model because it goes back thousands and thousands of years so we'll just kind of go through and see what cultures thought what shape the earth was And then the Flat Earth Society, where do they come from? Kind of more modern take on Earth's model. So, yeah, let's just go into it. Exactly. So I think that's something that we have to acknowledge that in history, people did believe that the Earth was flat. And, you know, we're going to really talk about that today. Which I really can't blame them, you know? I completely agree. If I didn't have the technology that we have today, I might fall into that category back in BC times. (laughs) For sure, for sure. So many ancient cultures subscribe to a flat earth cosmography, including Greece, but that was only until 323 BC. So they kind of figured it out super early (laughs) that it's round. (laughs) Then we, ha- we also have the Bronze Age and the Iron Age civilizations of the Near East, and they thought the Flat Earth until the Hellenistic period, which was about 31 BC. And then India thought it until early century AD. And actually, China 
believed in the flat earth theory until the 17th century. Wow. So going around, see, even just saying going around the world, you can't <laughs> say that in this, in this episode. Going across the world. There we go. <laughs> we're going to go to different sections. So in West Asia, the early Egyptian and Mesopotamians thought that the world was a floating disk in the ocean. Similarly, in early, early, early Greece times, Oceanos was viewed as the personified body of water surrounding a circular surface of earth. And that is basically the begetter of all life and possibly of all gods. So kind of like the beginning of it all. In ancient Egypt, we see the ocean encircling dry lands or islands. And the Israelites also imagined the earth to be a disc floating in water. And the sky was actually a dome over it with the sun, moon, and planets and stars embedded in that dome. Some people in Greece thought that earth floated in water like a log, which, cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they also thought that earth was a short cylinder with a flat top that remained stable because it was the same distance from all things. Some people also thought that it rides on air in the same way that the sun and the moon and other heavenly bodies they would just like ride on air with their flatness. And then one Greek philosopher thought that the earth was depressed in the middle, kind of like a plate or a saucer to allow for the fact that the sun does not rise and set at the same time for everyone. So that was kind of Greece and Greece had a lot of, you know, we're, they're all similar ideas, but all flat for a period of time. And then if we go to Northern Europe, ancient Norse and Germanic people believed that, again, Earth was surrounded by ocean and there was a world tree or pillar in the middle and that kind of anchored everything. And there was a, the ocean was just like a big snake. And I'm not going to pronounce the name of the snake because I cannot, (laughs) but yeah, no, not going to even try. (laughs) Which is an interesting, I kind of like the visual of that. This tree mm-hmm. just anchoring it reminds me of Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. where we have the tree. I forgot what it's called, the, the three eyed raven's tree. <laughs> yeah. People are really mad at us right now. I know. I also can't think of it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I want to say, like, it's the elder tree, but then I don't. I don't know. I might be mixing Harry Potter with like the Elder Wand. So, Oof, yeah, yeah. So, apologies, apologies. But <laughs> you know, if you follow, then you know what we're talking about, and you're screaming at us what the answer is. But that is the visual I get. Mm-hmm. And then in East Asia, the prevailing belief was that the Earth was flat and actually square, and the heavens were round. Basically, and that was, again, basically unquestioned until the introduction of European astronomy in the 17th century. They kind of, there's also a description of the heavens being more of like an umbrella over Earth or a sphere, or they're not a substance at all, just kind of floating freely up there. Yeah. What I love about this is that each region has its own beliefs, similar, but not exactly the same. And I just think it's really cool that even all the way back then, people were trying to understand Earth and the interworkings of it all. Yeah. And I definitely would think that there would be an edge, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that's in the Odyssey, isn't it? Or am I making that up? Didn't he 
go, I think he goes to the, he sails to the edge of the earth and that's when he passes over into the afterlife to do something and then he gets back and it's just another one of those perils that he has to go through. I feel like you're right. I'm pretty sure that's right. Don't quote me on that. But I could definitely, because it's so hard to imagine, especially when your radius is so small, if mm-hmm. traveling wasn't really a thing and you can only go X amount of miles from home. That Exactly. It's unimaginable. Also thinking about the time period, yeah, they have boats, but just even the technology, if you will, of boats was not that sufficient. So I would imagine it'd be so scary to just venture off to what you think is the edge of the world. I would not want to do that. (laughs) I am not a little brave cat. No, courageous cat. I don't know. Um, (laughs) But anyways, I wouldn't be brave enough to be able to do that. That would just not be on my radar. See, that's giving me Arya vibes from Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. That's how she she goes off to find what's beyond Westeros or whatever. Exactly. And I think there's something in Portugal that is a specific place and it's called like the edge of the world. Like it's the most not southern point, but like of Portugal at least. And so <laughs> from there, you just look out and people just thought like that's like how far you can go right how else are you supposed to know you can't tell exactly so we're fast forwarding to the 1800s that's when it kind of middle ages it was still you know we lost a lot in the medieval times mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the middle ages we lost you know the plague took out a lot we lost a lot of knowledge <laughs> but i think we still had a decent grasp on the earth as a sphere All right But some flat earthers really came in in the 1800s and tried to push their beliefs. And one, they actually did some experiments, which I do applaud them for. There's the (laughs) little credit. Yeah, yeah. They tried. They tried. They really believe. So there was the Bedford level experiment. So this took place in England and there's a six mile long drainage canal And they use that, and it's kind of just in a straight line, or it is in a straight line. And they use that to determine the Earth's curvature. And the flat earther, he he took a telescope and held it eight inches above the water. And he had another guy in a boat far away. And that boat had a sail three feet up. And he was paddling away from him. So he was watching to see if the sail kind of like dropped or if the boat dropped below the horizon in that six Mm -hmm. miles. And he claimed that it didn't drop at all. So the curvature of the earth, like you should be able to, if the curve is what they say it is, you should be able to see a difference is what this guy was saying. Mm. However, there was another guy that was trying to disprove it and he did. And it was something about light refraction. I actually don't think I wrote it down, (laughs) but uh, really, really bad. Sorry about that research. (laughs) But basically he re-ran his numbers and he did it wrong. And no, there, there is a curvature. Mm. There you go. 
That's why we always got to double check our math. Double check the math. Mm-hmm. Add in other factors. I think there was like light fractures or some, something. Something was in there <laughs> that they had to redo. So there was a guy named William Carpenter who was a printer originally from England. And he was a supporter of the flat earth theory. And he published Theoretical Astronomy Examined and Exposed, Proving the Earth Not a Globe in Eight Parts. Like, wow, that's a long title. Okay. Yeah. And this was in 1864. And, <laughs> oh, he also named it Common Sense. So that's a shorter that, name. That reminds me of Common Sense back in like the Revolutionary War. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he wrote that there are rivers that flow for hundreds of miles towards the level of the sea without falling more than a few feet, notably the Nile, which in a thousand miles falls but a foot. A level expanse of this extent is quite incompatible with the idea of the Earth's convexity. It is, therefore, a reasonable proof that the Earth is not a globe. And he also said, if the Earth were a globe, a small model globe would be the very best because the truest thing for the navigator to take to sea with him. But such a thing as that is, is not known. Such a toy is a guide and the mariner would wreck his ship of certainty. This is proof that the earth is not a globe. So that's where we're getting from. Yeah, that's where we're getting from in the 1800s. (laughs) And he's throwing out those pamphlets left and right. Yeah, he wants everybody to talk about this. So now we fast forward about 100 years to 1956. This is when Samuel Shinton of the UK, a lot of Brits, you know? Yeah, yeah. A lot of Brits. He set up the International Flat Earth Research Facility, better known as the Flat Earth Society. Primary goal was to reach children. (laughs) He wanted to reach children before they were convinced of a spherical Earth. He's shooting real low real low he's like we gotta get to the kids i don't know (laughs) what his game like how he got to the kids like is he at the playgrounds yeah it does seem a little sketchy yeah i don't i don't like that idea (laughs) so despite plenty of publicity the space race eroded shenton's support in britain so basically he ran the society until 1972 and then that role was taken over by a guy named charles johnson And he was actually in California. So now we're like, I mean, we've been in the U.S. for a bit, but it's basically a U.S. and U.K. thing. Theory. So this guy, this guy, Charles Johnson, he claims that he has built up the Flat Earth Society to about 3000 members. And he spent years examining all the studies of flat and round earth and proposed evidence for conspiracy against flat earth. And he says, quote, the idea of a spinning globe is only a conspiracy of error that Moses, Columbus, and FDR all fought. Okay. Interesting. I'm trying to figure out the FDR part. (laughs) What did he do? I don't know. (laughs) He actually had an article published in the Science Digest in 1980, and he is quoted in saying, if it is a sphere, the surface of a large body of water must be curved. The Johnsons have checked the surfaces of Lake Tahoe and Salton Sea without detection of any curvature, so it cannot be curved. Wow. And then unfortunately, 
their headquarters caught on fire in the 90s and they had a decline in membership after that dang yeah and johnson died in 2001 and now oh man we are in the internet age and this is Uh-oh. when things pick up. <laughs> so Thanks this podcast episode <laughs> so yeah we couldn't have done this without the internet thank you shout out the movement was revived by a website in 2004 by daniel shenton which ironically enough has no relation to the first guy who started it wow weird. that is really ironic do you think he changed his name or do you think that is like pure coincidence? Ooh, that's a good question. I what if he know. idolized this guy? I know. I kind of feel like it's more of that because <laughs> what are the chances? That's just so crazy. It's not like a Smith last name. Right. Hmm, that's purely conjecture, but my <laughs> I think he changed his name. So he believes that no one has provided proof that the world is not flat. So that's one of those things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nobody has proved that it's not not flat. <laughs> <laughs> and basically, like we said, the flat earth theory has flourished in the internet era because obviously ideas can spread so much faster. And there's videos and there's blogs and there's Reddit and you can just go back and forth, back and forth and spread all of your beliefs, as we all know. Exactly. And one of those, I guess, modern people that believe in it was in 2017, rapper B.O.B. And for those who think like, man, that sounds so familiar. He had the pop single, rap, hip hop, I don't really know, with the leading singer from Paramore, Haley. And they had the song Airplanes. And I will not sing it because I know I do not have a good voice, (laughs) but that is the guy. And he had a couple other songs that were super popular, too. And so he ended up starting a crowdfunding campaign to launch a satellite. And he essentially wanted to seek evidence that our planet is a disk and not a globe. So he was pretty much on board with this flat earth theory. And his ultimate goal was to raise enough money, about $1 million on a GoFundMe, which I just think is insane, with the aim to send one or more aircrafts into space to help him, quote, find the curve, the term that flat earthers use to describe the edge of our supposed disc-shaped planet, which I think is so funny. Also really gets me is the fact that he thinks that only $1 million is needed to send up a satellite like what (laughs) (laughs) that's what I was thinking too like I think you need a little more money than that yeah yeah I really appreciate the effort there but I think this might be a flaw in the plan for sure so that is kind of on the record talking about where the flat earth began Uh, but before we jump into the conspiracy theories let's listen to our ad And we're back. So let's talk about some of the conspiracy theories regarding flat earthers, the whole flat earth society. Basically, members of the flat earth society and other flat earthers claim that NASA and other government agencies conspire to fabricate evidence that the earth is spherical, which is interesting. Just, you know, NASA is just this bad guy in their world. It's typically the CIA, the FBI, but NASA? But NASA, that's controversial. (laughs) 
So the leading flat earther theory holds that the earth is a disc. So similar to what we were talking about earlier in your talking about like BC times with the Arctic circle in the center in Antarctica has a 100 foot tall wall of ice around the rim, which makes me, again, Game of Thrones, just pictures, you know, the north, um, the, man, wall. What's it the wall. Yes. Like that's the edge. And then, oh my God, the wildlings, like they're just on the other side, but we <gasps> don't know. And it's blocking out. Oof. Yeah. This is a full on Game of Thrones episode. Maybe this is where the inspiration came from. (laughs) The author was a flat earther. Yeah. Oh, George Martin. Allegedly. Um, (laughs) According to the most widely spread version of current flat Earth theories, NASA is guarding the Arctic ice wall that surrounds Earth. And NASA employees, they say they need to guard this ice wall to prevent people from climbing over and falling off the disc. So this is really to protect us because, again, the Earth is supposedly flat. So 150 feet isn't that tall. No, I think we have skyscrapers that just laugh at that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> that's all that's perfect- preventing us from getting into outer space? Question mark? Right, right. It makes me now wonder how tall, for example, a roller coaster at Six Flags is. I really want to say it's like 200. <laughs> so, you mean like Superman? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, okay. Interesting. This is what NASA, you know, like 150 feet. That's a magic number. The Superman at Six Flags is 208 feet. <laughs> Oh my God. So really just about 50, 60 feet bigger. (laughs) Proves the point. It's like, okay, we can build a roller coaster bigger than that. (laughs) It's true. It's true. So for them, walking around the planet's surface, it feels and looks flat. So they deem all evidence to be contrary, such as satellite photos of Earth as a sphere, to be fabrications of a, quote, round Earth conspiracy orchestrated by NASA and other government agencies, which I think is just funny that they're flipping it now. Like the Earth being ground is now a conspiracy. Right. No, that's not the truth. It's not Mm -hmm. the truth. Exactly. So according to the Flat Earth Society's leadership, it ranks have grown by about 200 people, mostly Americans and Britons, per year since 2009. And for them, Earth's day and night cycle is explained by emphasizing that the sun and moon are spheres measuring about 32 miles that move into circles about 3,000 miles above the plane of the Earth. So really what they're saying is stars, they say, move in a plane 3,100 miles up. So like spotlights, you know, we're in Vegas, you see the spotlights. (laughs) These celestial spheres illuminate different portions of the planet in a 24-hour cycle. So flat earthers believe that there must also be an invisible, quote, anti-moon that obscures the moon during lunar eclipses. It also feels very Game of Thrones, not Game of Thrones, um, yes. Hunger, Hunger Games. Games. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And they're just manipulating the dome with the different lights in the sun. And oh, is it nighttime? Oh, no, it's nighttime. Exactly. That is 100% what I'm picturing. So furthermore, Earth's gravity is an illusion. So if you're thinking about that, no, no, it's just an illusion. Objects do not accelerate downward. Instead, the disk of Earth accelerates upward at 300. 32 feet per second squared. 
driven up by a mysterious force called dark energy. So as for what lies underneath the disk of Earth, this is unknown. But most flat earthers believe it is composed of, quote, rocks. (laughs) (laughs) It's It's rocks. Yeah, cool. I, I guess I can jump on board with that. So flat earthers believe photos of the globe are photoshopped, right? And GPS devices are rigged to make airplanes think, or airplane pilots, I should say, think that they're flying in a straight line around a sphere when they are actually flying in circles above a disk. (laughs) And as for the motive for the world's governments, why would they want to conceal the truth? It has technically hasn't been addressed, but flat earthers believe it is probably financial. So, quote, in a nutshell, it would logically cost much less to fake a space program than to actually have one. So those in the conspiracy profit for the from the funding NASA and other space agencies receive from the government, this explains everything. Right. So they're basically saying that nobody's gone to the moon. Nobody's been off this planet. It's all fake. The astronauts are in on it. And the space race, nothing came out of it. And we were so... I don't know, caught up in the space race. So like Russia cannot beat us space race that we are going to convince everyone on the planet that this is round. Exactly. So it's just an interesting take on it. (laughs) (laughs) And these people who are in part of like the Flat Earth Society, they have a specific method called the Zetetic Method. And essentially what it is, it's an alternative to the scientific method, which was developed by a 19th century flat earther in which sensory observations reign supreme. So essentially broadly, the method places of a lot of emphasis on reconciling empiricism and rationalism and making logical deductions based on empirical data. So a long story short, in the Zetetic astronomy, the perception that Earth is flat leads to the deduction that it must actually be flat. The anti-moon, NASA conspiracy, and all the rest are just rationalizations for how that might work in practice. So it's almost like this fake, well, I mean, to them it's real, but this methodology to explain the flat Earth, kind of using math in a sense. Right. So they're just saying, if we can't see it, it's not real. And that's kind of the whole basis of that method. Exactly. Exactly. So that is essentially why people think that the flat earth exists and kind of where the conclusions are coming from. But we also wanted to talk about the other side and that being the earth is round. (laughs) And so for a lot of psychologists, they think that this story sticks because they are more vocal about the earth being flat than most people are that the earth is round. And probably because most of us have nothing to prove which makes sense to me. So it's like, okay, if I'm trying to prove a point, I'm probably going to be more aggressive about it than trying to explain to you why the earth is round and tap into my sixth grade science class. Right. You know, of course, there have been scientists that discovered this and essentially the, you know, again, kind of going back to your science history class, It was all settled by ancient Greek philosophers such as Aristotle, who obtained empirical evidence after traveling to Egypt and seeing new constellation stars. So for him, this was a sign like, hey, maybe 
it's not flat there. I've saw something new, like there's got to be an explanation. So having a sphere makes more sense. And then a rat thonus. There's a lot of consonants in that word. But in the third century BC became the first person to calculate the circumference of the earth. So in addition, um, we have Islamic scholars made further advanced measurements from about the 9th century AD onwards, while European navigators circled the earth in the 16th century. So images from space were also kind of like the final proof that we all needed to prove that it uh, is round. So if you haven't been on a plane or whatnot, kind of explains it all. And yeah, and I think there's definitely more evidence explaining that the earth is round than it is flat, but we gotta, you know, talk about these these things. Exactly. And yeah, that brings up a good point. If you are a European, one of the first Europeans to circumnavigate the globe, how does that work? Yeah. <laughs> in their theory, are they saying that they were just going in a circle in the ocean? I mean, I guess, yeah, I don't really know. I you think that if you start in one spot and you worked all the way around and you ended up back where you started, that's pretty good. <laughs> exactly. I feel like in the theories, they talk about one thing and then they leave out all of the questions like that. Right. Because um, they don't want to talk about, you know, the flaws in that theory. <laughs> right, right. So it's like, let's focus on this. Yeah, people <laughs> talked about it being a disc, so let's do that. But have so, you actually seen the curvature of the earth? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, why is it when I look out, it looks flat? Which to an extent, I get that. I get that when you look out, it's like, man, I feel like I'm just, it's just flat. I mean, maybe I'm going up a hill or a mountain. I'm walking up a hill or a mountain, but <laughs> I can see that, especially if you don't know it have any like scientific evidence or like knowledge but with it being the 21st century we got google (laughs) right all you gotta do is look out at the ocean and see a boat you know way on the horizon and that's all you got you know that's exactly then it's not you know yeah and also when i think about planes so for example if i ever travel to japan One thing that I always thought was so weird, when you look at a map, of course, it's flat. It doesn't take into account a 3D, like, globe, you know, sphere, whatever, shape. You would think going from, let's say, the East Coast to Japan, you would go, like, directly across the United States. We're talking, like, you know, the middle of the country. You're going across California and whatnot. But in reality, what they do is they go from the East Coast, they go up towards Canada, Mm -hmm. and then they come down because the earth is round it's shorter in distance to go up because of again the curvature of the earth so it's like smaller um, than it is to go around the fattest part of the earth yeah but the flat earthers would tell you that that gps little tracking thing on the back of your seat that's lying to you exactly and we're just doing circles (laughs) (laughs) getting to our destination somehow some way so shannon where is your tinfoil hat on the flat earth theory Tinfoil hat is on the shelf and the door is closed and I am far away from it. How about you? I completely agree. It's totally shut. Maybe if you had asked me this question in 200 BC, my answer might be different. Oh, for sure. But, you know, knowing what we know now, it's just, it's a closed case for me. Yeah. It's also like, there's nothing to gain. Even if we found out tomorrow that is flat, okay, doesn't change my day-to-day life, you know? Right. (laughs) (laughs) exactly like I feel like so many people have worked so hard to prove that it is round 
I just so hard to debunk that. But to the person who did talk about, you know, the earth being round, that must have been some crazy, like that must have sounded like a conspiracy theory. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Which is, you know, just wild how science works in that sense. Sure thing. You always had to do the scientific method. Exactly. <laughs> Not the zodatonic or whatever method. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, so that concludes today's episode on the flat earth. We hope you guys enjoyed. We know that this is a top conspiracy theory for those who are conspiracy theorists. We hope that you guys learned something regarding the theory and we hope to see you guys next week. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. So that concludes today's episode. We hope you guys enjoyed. Of course, it is. We didn't say where our tinfoil hats were. Oh my God. Oh yeah, you're right, you're right. right. <laughs> I jumped the gun. <laughs>